Hi, I'm Danessa. Hey, it's James Vincent. And this is the Makeup Show Podcast. Welcome. Hey guys, we're really excited that you're joining us this week. This is going to be our very first beauty checkup. Beauty checkup. So what does that mean? That means that James and I will not talk on and on incessantly <laughs> for 45 minutes to an hour. This is a really quick check-in. We just want to make sure that, you know, you guys are doing well and we can support you in your activities. So we decided we were just going to kind of roll back and kind of do a little touch base with you guys. It's a really quick check-in. We've had so many people reach out to us as the podcast has started to grow, as Danessa and I are traveling and meeting artists in different places. We've had hairstylists, estheticians, photographers, models that we're meeting, as well as makeup artists who want to know very quickly and succinctly how they can put together some tools for success, some actual business tools that can make them better at being a freelancer or um, building a bigger business in the market that they're in. So we thought today we would tackle that in a very kind of stripped down, straightforward manner where you can actually look at our five steps and say, hey, this is what I need to do to be a better business person. So here are our five easy pieces for success that every beauty entrepreneur should know. This is Strictly Business today, and I'm so excited. These are things that we've touched on in other episodes where people asked us to kind of put everything together into one kind of a cheat sheet, kind of a cliff notes version. And I'm calling number one your portrait. Um, This is a term you hear me use a lot. I'm traveling all over now talking about developing your signature style. But when we're talking about your portrait in business, what we're talking about are all of those business materials that come together and tell me who you are and what you do. This is your bio, your profile, your portfolio, that elevator pitch that we talk about so often, and even things like your headshot. Now, it is not always easy for a makeup artist to write objectively about themselves. And so what I recommend, if you are not great at talking about yourself, if you don't have a grasp on language or you don't understand grammar or punctuation, hire a professional. There are so many people out there that you can hire that can write a biography for you, that can edit a bio that you have up, or that can give you the tools that you can take and kind of put your own words in place so that you have a strong bio that tells people who you are when you are not there to do it yourself. Your profile, your portfolio, these are things that we've talked about before. And what I always tell people, these are pieces that need to be aspirational. Show me who you want to be. Show me the work that you want to do. Elevate everything to the space that shows me the artist that you are in your heart and in your mind. Your elevator pitch is a piece that pulls out of your portfolio and tells me very quickly who you are. And I think I said in the last episode, sometimes people think the elevator pitch is about sealing the deal, but really the elevator pitch is getting people interested and engaging with them and saying, is this someone that I'm interested in working with? And your headshot. You've got to have a professional headshot. It's a piece that I struggle with myself because I constantly need content Mm -hmm. to be able to promote an event that I'm speaking at. And I uh, pretty much wear the same uniform every day. So I look the same in every picture. And (laughs) 
it is essential that you find a photographer that can kind of capture an image of you that, again, is aspirational. Um, there is a rock and roll edge to my images because that's clearly who I am in the industry. But if you want to work in high-end bridal, if you want to work in something editorial, try and capture an image of yourself, a headshot that really shows me that person. Think of it as an audition. Think of it like you're putting your picture up on a dating website in a way because you want to capture people's attention and hold it. And that is how you get hired as a beauty professional. You know, all these things that really tell the story about who you are. Yep. I love it. Perfect. Um, next. You want to talk about number two. I'm calling profile. I love that word. This is really about social presence. And I think you're such an expert when it comes to understanding these pieces. It's really interesting because I did not, and it's, I'm an entrepreneur and I did not understand the value of a very clear social presence until maybe I'd say four years ago. But it really is everything. It's important, like in any industry, you have to follow where um, the trends of the world, where is this planet going? And this planet is about everything digital fast. Like people want to be able to hear your name and in a few clicks of a button, be able to find out everything there is to know about you. And that's really our social profile. So that will include things like your LinkedIn. That will include things like your Facebook Understanding like how you want to curate each one of your social platforms from cure from um, Facebook to Twitter to Instagram and really deciding which is going to be your main space. For some people, their main space is even a blog and everything else feeds into it. A perfect example of that would be the artist Linda Halberg. You know, everything starts as a base her blog and all of her other social platforms feed into it. So her Instagram following is huge, but it doesn't represent a fraction of the followers for her blog. And that's really her main space. So for me, my main space is Instagram. So it's identifying like where your main presence will be, but not ignoring all the others and thinking about if somebody was to type in my name in a Google search, what are the top three things that are going to show up? That's your social presence or your profile. Um, super important. And honestly, it is like the number one way fi people find out about you, share who you are, and consider you for opportunity. The piece that I think that I am so excited about with social presence and that idea of a profile is that it's something you can build and change and adapt as the work you want to do adapts. Yeah. In the old days, your portfolio was something you would adjust for each client. Your social media profiles stay in one place, but you can really adjust them as you learn more things, as you shoot better things for your portfolio, as you gain more experience. And the thing that I love about that is I think that your followers and your friends, they enjoy that. They yeah. want to see you learning. They want to see you growing. They want to see those pieces. My last piece of advice with the profile is maybe consider bringing in a PR person. Now, I know that sounds crazy for a lot of our listeners, but you have to understand that right now there are experts who oversee public relations, and there are some PR people that focus specifically on social media. 
This is an amazing plan if you're someone who really wants to be in front of the camera, if you want to be the best of bridal in your market, if you want to work with celebrities, if you want to get with an agency. Having someone that is an expert at knowing people and connecting people and putting your name in places where people will see it, putting mm -hmm. your images in places where people will see it, is an amazing investment um, for your social pieces and your social profile i agree and it doesn't even have to be something long term no. it's just to get it started because it's really all about the first three things that people see when they google search when they google search you so i love that idea thank you well we talked about portrait and we talked about profile and the pr idea is going to bring us into the next piece and that is people like in the old saying i'll have your people call my people yes <laughs> successful people have people and we want you to think about yourself as a successful entrepreneur in this industry. So in this digital age, there are many ways that you can build your own team, but it is very difficult to do it on your own. Danessa and I can tell you, we spend hours before each mm -hmm. podcast talking about how difficult it is to be able to build things to the next level. We live in this world. And if we did not have tools and people in place to help maintain our day-to-day, -day, it becomes impossible to get to the next level. So I, I'm going to talk about some of the people and Danessa's going to talk about some of the tools. Yeah. You really want to think if you're coming into this industry as a makeup artist, hairstylist, esthetician, you've got to think, think about things like registration and licensing. Please be sure that you have your insurances in place, that you're registered as an LLC, or what's the other one, Jeremy? An um, S corporation. An S corporation. This will allow you to be able to function in this world as a business. It puts you in a different way of paying your taxes. It allows you to claim other things and also offers you different protections. I believe that it's different in every state, but I know here I have an accountant who focuses specifically on working with freelancers and freelance makeup artists because he really understands what the IRS is looking for, what our expenses are every year, and how to make sure that as an individual and as a small business, I'm building my business in a way that is very manageable because taxation is a big piece of what we do. He also connects me to people like lawyers who can register my name, register my product, register my domains. And as I'm building myself as a brand, as a business, these are pieces that I have to put in place. And I wish someone had told me mm -hmm. 25 years ago when I started, yeah. register yourself as an S-Corp, get an accountant that you can trust, make sure there's someone who understands how taxation works, how daily accounting works. Um, I think it's very difficult sometimes for artists to think about the business pieces of what they do, even things like invoicing for me. Um, I had an agency that did that for so long that when I had to follow up on some of my own invoices, I really dropped the ball. Yeah. You've some ideas on um, different pieces that people can download and implement that are yeah. more technology-based. Totally. The thing to remember as entrepreneurs that like, Time is like a commodity. It's like, it's it's so much easier to spend money to save time. Because the one thing that entrepreneurs lack is time. And we spend a lot of time expending energy 
to learn things or to do things that are not our expertise. So not only is it taking away from our business, but it's also we're not meeting those needs at a high level. So it's great to use like digital resources that are available. Um, an accountant, you mentioned the accounting, and I 100% recommend QuickBooks for everyone. And QuickBooks is something that can follow you as your business grows because it's designed to like expand as yep. your business expands. So it's not like you have to get on another new platform later on. It grows with you. And it's an excellent resource to kind of track your income, track your expenses, um, track payments. I 100% would recommend QuickBooks. Um, secondly, you talked about um, legal resources. Legal Zoom was a godsend for me early in the development of my business because sometimes going directly to an actual attorney can be super expensive. Yeah. They're billing you by the hour. Where Legal Zoom, it has it all packaged in one for you. So for $39 or for $99, you can get all the resources that you need. And they also have opportunities for you at a very small fee to like get on the phone with somebody and have actual legal conversation. And I think that's important, especially when we're talking about putting things together like contracts, even a bridal contract. Get it done one time and one time well, and you can use it forever. Definitely. So love Legal Zoom. Uh, also, a very uh, interesting resource that I was recently um, introduced to is HoneyBook. Um, so you can visit them on HoneyBook.com. And this is an easy way for you to send invoices, to book clients, and to manage um, your products, ma manage projects. It's like such an easy tool and the perfect resource for an entrepreneur. Because maybe you can't hire staff, but this kind of takes the place of like new staff on your team which is really cool another one that i love is neat receipt i yes. am um, traveling and doing things with neat receipt i can come home and i scan my receipts right in to the computer it kind of puts everything in a category and then when i need to meet with my accountant quarterly all of the information is there um honestly to be totally telling the truth jeremy does it but <laughs> You know, it is definitely something that he makes his life easier and he makes my life easier so it all works out. And I have one more. It's a little bit non-traditional, but it's something that's worked for me and a lot of my colleagues. I don't use this currently just as a sidebar, but a faux assistant. Sometimes you don't always want to be the voice when you're communicating. I was going to say the same yes. thing. Yes. So you need to get your patty or your Candace or yeah. whomever, your John, who is the person that's going to follow up and take care of this for you. And it's all, it's a great way to like relieve some of the pressure of being both the negotiator and the talent in your communications. I think it's very difficult sometimes also to play the bad guy yeah. or just field a million questions. So when you're setting up your domain name, you should have a certain number of emails that come through. I recommend having an info at. I recommend having an artist at. And I do recommend having that person. When I was just starting out in this business, I started a collective with a few friends because we didn't have agent representation at that time. We were assistants. People didn't take us so seriously, right. but it was also very difficult to follow up with clients and get paid and play the bad guy when mm -hmm. you wanted them to book you again. So we as a collective would just kind of take 
turns following up on each other's invoices, kind of getting all of the information together. And there were times where it would just be me on the other side of the computer, but having info at kind of taking the information and follow up um, made it easier for me to kind of worry about my client's needs and being the artist that I wanted to be. Love that. The next group we're going to talk about is also people, but we're going to talk about your peers. It is essential for success in any area of the beauty or fashion business that you surround yourself with a supportive community. So peers are our fourth P. And peer circles are really important because uh, for many reasons, especially if you're in a small area, it's important that you're able to share space um, and use collective resources of like-minded individuals who are looking to do the same things that that you are. And also even as a trade-off for work, for ideas, um, for opportunities, sharing in on opportunities, like a peer circle is important. And sometimes you just need that peer circle to be like, I had a rough day, but it's okay because, you know, you, you meet up with that group and they keep you moving forward another day. Like, I think peer circles are really important. It kind of takes you out of the woe is me space and gets you into the world of, hey, well, this is what it is. I'm not, it's not just me going through these things, but I can move past it. There are so many communities that I'm a part of and so many peers that I have in places like the makeup show and the powder group. And there are definitely cities out there that already have great meetups in place, like the Chicago makeup meetup that we talk about a lot. But if you do not have that in your area, put together a group of like-minded people, some makeup artists, some hairstylists, some photographers, some models, and come together for some fun and some support. That fellowship is really important when you're building a brand or a business because you want people next to you that are also kind of pushing forward. It also allows you as an artist to take your work in and get some feedback. We sometimes live in a vacuum Mm -hmm. as a makeup artist, and it's really difficult to really step back from your work objectively and kind of critique it. And sometimes just having these groups allows you to be able to say, what can I do to make this better? How can I pursue this client in a different way? Having that is so powerful because that is how people build who they are. If you look at some of the biggest makeup artists in the industry right now and the photographers that they work with and the stylists that they work with, you will see they are groups of peers that have been working together for decades. They grew up together. They came up together. So you want to surround yourself with people that can kind of have your back and be at your side as you are growing your business and your brand. Um, love I, that. I love that. But I, and I also think that on the other side, if you're the person who's building that group, if you're the person who's putting that meetup together for the first time, it also lends you some credibility because oh, people want to know the person who's putting those things together. So yes, is it an investment in your time? Um, will you have to find a place in your area to host an event? Whatever it is, It is definitely worth the energy and the outcome because I guarantee having the support and the feedback of peers will make you better at every piece of what you do in this business. Absolutely. Love that. I think that might be one of my favorites. And the last one is all about presence. Like, how are you showing up for this industry? How are you showing up? That is the big question the big statement is like what are you contributing and I think it's important not just to think about what we can pull from the industry in terms of financing in terms of getting people to um, consume the goods that we're offering but it's also about how are we giving back 
how are we showing up? I think that's a huge part of it as well. I think showing up is more than just coming to a free event as well. Um, it's one of my struggles sometimes with shows like the makeup show. As I have artists I don't hear from all year, all of a sudden before a makeup show, they're my best friend. Right. Where those people who go on in you know social media and say like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But then they show up because they've got a ticket. And they don't really take advantage of the connection. They don't really give back to the community. They don't really participate in what this business can be. And that's a lonely place to find yourself. I think the idea of presence is being in the present in a way and kind of really knowing that you are in the now and that you are connecting to other people in your community, in your industry, but also allowing people to see when you're in those spaces who you are, the idea of your presence. Mm -hmm. If you are someone who's walking into a room constantly and people don't remember that you're there, if you are someone who um, is dealing with some of the issues that prevent you from connecting or communicating, this can be very difficult because presence is a big piece of what we what we do. And I want to encourage you to connect, to communicate, to involve yourself in your communities, but do it in a way that feels comfortable for you. Not everybody needs to stand on stage at a makeup show, but if you can get together with a few other artists in your area, if you can meet a photographer for coffee, these are also ways that you can contribute to your community, be present, and have presence. And think about, again, like how you're showing up when you are present. Are you the one that lights up the room and you're positive, moving conversation forward? Are you are the one who is bitching and moaning and talking about how you hate influencers and all the things that are going wrong? How do you want to show up? I think that's super important. How are you going to fill that space that you're entering? I think what people sometimes forget is in the beauty business, we work with people very intimately. And so one of the ways that I choose assistance, one of the ways that I choose whether or not I want to take a project is, are these people that I want to spend that amount of time with? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really how a lot of people book their makeup artists. If it's not someone that you want to have a beer with, if it's not someone you want to hang out with, if it's someone who's so negative every time you're around them or takes the oxygen out of a room, mm -hmm. why is this someone that you want to work very intimately with? Definitely you? don't want them on a 10-hour yeah. shoot with me at all. Agreed. So this is our beauty checkup. This is our way of kind of connecting after a few episodes, answering some of the questions that have come to us and just spending a few minutes with you, breaking it down in bite-sized pieces so that you have our five easy pieces for the beauty entrepreneur. We're talking portrait. Profile. We're talking profile. Your people. <laughs> your people. I'll have your people call my people. Um, your peer circle. We are a part of your circle of friends. And your presence. And How your are presence? you showing up? Show up. Show up. Be connected. You know, show people who you are. Show people how passionate you are. I guarantee if you take these five pieces and really write them down and really break them down and say, okay, how am I working on these pieces of my business materials, my portrait is my social media profile where I want it to be? Are there people and pieces that I need to put in place to be successful on the commerce side and contribute to this industry? And am I really allowing people to see the best of who I am 
in this beauty business because I am showing up in real life. Be the light. Be the light. Yes. Be the change. Yes. We are so excited that you guys spent some time with us today on our beauty checkup. And we thank you for all of the support and questions that you guys send in. It is a beauty checkup, so it's short, but we're still going to slide a little favorite versus favorite in there because I like posting those. Uh, yeah. people like to comment I on did those. not think right. we were doing a we're favorite. Gonna do it. Let's I, feel do like, it. I feel like we're going to do it. He likes a little rumble. Oh, I'm ready to rumble. All right. Well, let's see how this goes. But Favorite I was thinking, versus favorite. Favorite versus favorite. What, <laughs> what is your favorite brush cleaner? Ooh. Oh. Well, I have two. <laughs> So I literally have three, and I know like you're like humming a humming a humming a hum because of course. So I will tell you, I have. Well, first off, I love all of my products are waterproof and stay on for the rest of your life. So I love things that can really get the stuff out of the beauty blender, get the stuff out of a brush. So I love a. First of all, your brush cleaner. Thank you. Is magic, like. Just, I literally roll my brushes around there, two, three swigs, run it underwater, and it's like fresh as a bell, like brand new. I'm obsessed. So when I travel, my assistant Selena hates it, but like at the end of the day, she's there swirling that brush through that tin that I love so much. And then I have the ones that I love for like the immediate, like on set. So... I love the Cosette brush cleaner. I think it's delicious. It's aromatherapy and it gets everything out. And when I'm in like a super speedy, speedy, like I need to use this right now on the other eye, um, I go for the Cinema Secret. It's a little bit harsher and sometimes I have a little secret um, uh, remedy that I do. I do like 50-50 Cosette and... um, the Cinema Secrets, so that my brushes aren't killed completely, but they dry really, really fast. Well, I'm going to... Oh, wow. This is tough for me because I don't like to mention my own product. But it's the but, um The Rebels and Outlaws Cleanse and Release Brush Soap is so important to me. Um, I've always used solid brush soaps. I took art classes, you know, my whole life. And so the idea of a solid brush soap is such a beautiful way to maintain your brush. And a few years ago, I uh, made a friend, Chris, who is the crazy merman, Mm. and I fell in love with his brush soaps. They were so beautiful, and they really conditioned these brushes that are how I make my livelihood. You know, I can do makeup with any makeup product. I've had the same brush set for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so I really take care with my brushes and I went to Chris and I said, Hey, I want to do a brush soap that gets all that waterproof Danessa Myrix <laughs> color fix, you know, out of my brushes. You brushes. And, uh, but I want it to be a vegan formula. Yeah. And so he and I came up with a vegan formula. That's very simple. That really conditions the brushes that gets rid of all of that energy. It's sea salt. It's, uh, sage it's olive oil it's coconut oil but then i also wanted to get rid of energy because i think we bring people's energy into our makeup application so it has those ingredients like sage and rose and sea salt but it also has a big clear quartz in the middle to kind of just release the past with the pigment um for an easy on the go i mine are the same as yours i love the cosette 
brush cleaner. I think it has such great energy. I think it's so beautiful for the brushes and it really does get out the hard stay um, product off your brushes. And I think Rocky has also created a formula that's so gentle Absolutely. and beautiful. And I also am a big fan of the big guys, the Parian Spirits and the Cinema Secrets that we've all carried for years because when I do need to work quickly and I just need to get that junk out of my brush, I think those guys do the damage but if it came down to it rebels and outlaws cleanse and release because it even gets glitter out and you know that which is insane yes yes you're so, so right yeah i'm talking about myself for a change but it's really this is edification well deserved thank you thank you Thank you guys so much for listening in to this beauty checkup. We hope that we broke down some of the pieces to help you get your business on track as a beauty entrepreneur. If you like what you've been listening to, um, please rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. We love all your comments. We love all your questions. Continue sending us emails at the Makeup Show Podcast um, at gmail.com and definitely follow us and we love your comments also on our instagram makeup show podcast and show us your kits yes oh we have to do that soon we have some really great gathering some great kits and some great photos we're going to be premiering our show us your kits um in the next few weeks but we want to see everything. Take it off. Show us your kids. <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thanks for checking in with us on our very first beauty checkup. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Bye.